here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Hey, how you doing there? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks right. for asking. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> Welcome to a couple of Average Joes' uh, Flicks of the Week. Flick Picks of the Week. Yes. Whatever. I'm Joe. Mike. You're Mike. Let's do this. Let's do it. So this week, uh-huh. my pick of the week, or I'm sorry, my flick of the week. This time it's not a TV show. Oh, oh my we, God. Look, look, look. It's actually a movie. This how, one is on uh, Hulu. How did you manage to do that? I was like, you know what? There's enough fucking TV shows I've been watching. I got to get a movie in here. So luckily I came across one that I really enjoyed, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy me talking about it. Okay. It's called The Voices. The Dulcet Tones starring, of Joe. <laughs> starring Ryan Reynolds. Ryan. Uh, and it's currently on Hulu. And yours is? Zapped with Scott Bayo and Willie Ames and Heather Thomas. Punch me in the fucking face. Yeah, imagine that. Another 80s movie. Fucking I'm, zapped. I picked it on purpose. You know what? Because there's an actual... Disney did a remake of Zapped, uh-huh. and they're doing it as a TV series. Okay. And I had to watch the original because the original... I'll get into it, but the orig- the movie, because there's also one called Zapped Again. Yeah. Um, the original movie... Basically, is trying to make stars of Scott Bayo and Willie Ames. Yeah, you know, because Willie Ames was from Eight Is Enough, and Scott Bayo from you know Joni Loves Chachi, Happy Days, and they were also in Charles in Charge. Yeah, so I think, and I think that the producers pretty much bit off more than they can chew with that one. Every time more I hear Eight Is Enough, I always think of that Family Guy episode. <laughs> honey, honey, Eight Is Enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. God damn, that was funnier than shit. All right. So, yeah, there we go. Fucking Scott Bayo. <laughs> Fucking Scott Bayo. No more talk about Scott Bayo. No more talk. Scott Bayo who fucked everything <laughs> Did you grab my ass? That could... What? Did you grab my ass? Huh? Do you want to? <laughs> it's okay. Did it's you okay. just hit me with your foot? I understand. It's just yes. that you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> foot, foot uppercut. <laughs> All right. So, take flicks it. of the week. Take it. Okay, now, now smell it. Smell it. Okay, now take it. <laughs> Last week, we were watching that. You see, he knows how funny it was, right? Yeah. And he had the energy, like yeah. he wanted to be there. Yeah. Yeah. He could do it again. Yeah. But he won't. Give us more of that type of Adam Sandler. Yeah. Fucking A. I love the Super Jew movie. It's fucking yeah. awesome. All right. So... <laughs> You don't mess with the Sohan. So <laughs> we will discuss this later. <laughs> now, now with our flicks of the week, do we like have the intro and then the blah 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 and then the BBB and then we you know start to go or just fuck it? We just keep going. We just keep going. All right, fuck it. All right. Yeah, so, this is not the movie. This is. So yeah, I, I, I know it's been a long time. The whole two weeks <laughs> since we've done this kind of two podcast. Two weeks. Two dollars. All right. So yes. Um, yes. Yes. Don't mad TV me right now. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. So on my lunch break uh, the other day, I was uh, going through stuff to, to watch on Netflix and Hulu and all of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I, I need to watch a movie. I got to because for the flick of the week. So, What's right. on my mind? I need someone sexy. Ryan Reynolds. So I went into- Man of the year. Hulu has a weird selection of movies um, in their queue. It, it, I mean, they got some shit that- they're, they're. I mean, their setup is horrible. They need to figure out how to have a better menu of what they've got on there because usually you can't find it unless you actually specifically look for it. They got to do something like X Videos or X Hamster or whatever. Something, yeah. So uh, like on the left-hand side, 
they have you know amateurs uh-huh. and, and and categories BBC and <laughs> redheads and you know things like that. We're not Bonds. talking about the British BBC now, are we? Mark? No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> but you know, you know, they have that menu on the left hand side or yeah. right hand side or wherever it is, or you can do a search by star or. <laughs> yeah. Videos of the day, you know, like the popular of the week, of the month, of the year. Look, I I do- <laughs> Not peri- that I see these videos. Not that I visit these websites. I do periodically peruse the X video website, um, but I don't- It's like, it's like the- it, Look, they have it set up right. It's the YouTube of porn. Yeah. It fucking, it's fucking wonderful the way they have it set up. Yeah, and look- Not I, that I, I watch it. <laughs> no, you don't watch not, it. Don't not know. at all. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but- I periodically go through there, but the thing is, is that I'm on there for five to ten minutes and then I'm done with it. So right. I don't take the time to to actually check out the setup, if but you will. Because of what I do, what do you do, Mike? Because of because I'm a chronic masturbator. Oh, I okay. mean, because no, well, look, because of what I I I'm trying to set up with the Joe's verses and the and and a bunch of other stuff. You have to visit the popular sites. It doesn't matter what it is, regardless of whether you like it or not. Yeah. If you visit and look at what the popular sites are doing, you can get an idea because there's just more There's more to life than just, or there's more to video than just YouTube or Vine, which is going away, or, or Facebook or whatever, yeah. Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> there are all these other sites that are available for content, and if you want to look at how content is done, yeah, you have to take it all in. It's the, <laughs> it's it's the. Oh, I love when you talk like that, Mike. Oh yeah. All right. It's it's the um. What do you call it? It's the re- it's the revenge of the Sith thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. You can't be just dark side and light side. You have to have both. Yeah. You know, in, in order to make you have to be you have to have both coming at you <laughs> in order to make <laughs> good decisions. We could do this all day. Yeah, I know. But I said that on purpose to see if you would pick up on it, but you didn't. So for me, viewing these sites, I don't know why I'm defending myself, is is work. Yeah. I I because I have I have a master plan. Yeah. And master plan. Okay. And I know where you're going with that, debater. <laughs> that setup, the way that they have it, yeah. is so easy to use, and the, the way that you can pick things, and that, that's how they should have, literally, <laughs> that's how they should have Netflix set up. Yeah. Or that's how they should have Hulu set up, you know? Yeah, it's- So you have your most popular videos right fucking there. I'm sorry, but them, their, their posters for each movie- is it takes up way too much space on the screen, right? And so when you're trying to find something, yeah, it doesn't scale properly. No, it doesn't. And it fucking and then and then you and then because it's a, in a category, it, it doesn't go through the, all everything it's got. It right. only goes through a, a finite finite amount, right? right? And it's it's fucking annoying because there could be something on there, but you can't find it unless you specifically and you have to spell it 100 percent perfect. Also on Netflix, and that yeah. drives me nuts. Like if if you go to Don't, our website. Google? Google knows how to do autocorrect. Yeah. Did you mean big black cocks? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, Google. Thank yeah, you. I think black big, big black cocks. Yes. No, no. I meant BBC America. <laughs> but if you go to our site, yeah. and you look at the way that it's set up, it pretty much mirrors. Every those time you things. say that, I think of Kevin Hart. Every fucking time. What? The way that my bank account's set up. Yeah. yeah every fucking time you say it. And on the right hand side, you, we have action, adventure, comedy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's done that way on purpose. And moving forward, 
We don't we're have going... an adult one yet, though. Huh? We don't have an adult one yet. Yeah, well, you don't want to review adult movies, so. No, I don't. Mm. I think we should review adult parody well, let me guess. Wait, let me guess. The penis went in the vagina. Well, no, I'd, I'd rather a review. And then, oh, it slapped her face. Okay. Wait, oh, something came out of it. It's all over her face now. Yeah. She's great. acting like she likes it. Okay, curtain. Right, but <laughs> that's because you have a fucking small mind. No, I don't. Of a big mind. Just get your business done and then move on with your Right, life. but we're not talking about that. We're <laughs> talking about the fact that we can re- review them as actual movies and remove the sex content, especially the parody stuff, which would be fucking hilarious. Parodies, are, I've, I've, I've seen a couple of those. Cause I, Except one, for the SpongeBob parody, which is fucking enormously look, weird. One time, man, I watched Velma go down on Daphne, and that was pretty fucking hot, so yeah. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, well, you know, now that we're alienating everyone listening. <laughs> So, I specifically have a- a- aped on our site how some of the stuff should be done. Yeah. And and moving on in the future, there'll be a search and, and whatever else. for and an archive. Yeah. Well, there is an archive. But there'll be a search for specific actors and whatnot. an Uber archive. Anyways. But it's not happening right now. Yeah. So, anyways. Hulu. <laughs> that, that takes way too much. Inf- it takes a lot of programming and yeah. time. And- yeah. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Yeah. Me. Which, oh, it reminds me. What? We have t-shirts. Uh, and mugs. No, we have t-shirts. And bowler hats. And towels. What if we had bowler hats? That'd be cool. Fucking just add it, just so weird, so random of, of anything to have. Just have a bowler hat. Bags. We have bags, too. Now, anyone, look, some people might not know what a bowler hat is. I, I'm going to say it. Bowler hats are those fucking rounded hats that cops would wear in like the, the Keystone area. Yeah, the Keystone Cops type. Yeah. Or bowler from fucking uh, Briscoe County Jr. How many people know know about Briscoe County? Right? <laughs> Only some hardcore motherfuckers know. You know what I mean? Again, they can Google it after we said it. Yeah, but are they? Bruce Campbell. They're, they're probably driving. You're condoning like fucking death no. on the road, on the highway right Do now. Do it when you stop. <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> it's a passing fancy, man. You know, just when you're at a red light. It's on your mind. Google it. <laughs> All right, fine. But yeah, so yeah, bowler hats would be a great idea. <laughs> That'd be Fedoras. Fun. I'd wear that shit. I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> we get press passes that say, you know, a couple of average shows with a big Ooh. press pass sign on the side. We can get the into hat. the world's biggest gangbang. It would just say, I'd fuck me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I didn't say I wanted to participate in the world's biggest gangbang. I just said get into it. We need to start doing this anyways during our shows. Don't forget, on the right-hand side where the links are, there we sell t-shirt right now it's just old school it says old school it's good that you're bringing this up because sharon um she she mentioned to me like you know i didn't even know you guys had shirts and all this other stuff and and i go yeah we're kind of bad at marketing i we, we should be pimping it a lot more than we, we are. should be um we actually have two two sites we have joe biz entertainment over at cafe press but i can't log in to fix any of that stuff so the pictures that you see are all wonked up I do have another one. So we have two Joe Biz, and it doesn't matter. We have a link to the Joe Biz Entertainment that we're using, which has a couple of t-shirts, old school. It says old school, and you can buy like a towel, and we're going to add in a couple of other things like Joe's versus, or yeah, Joe's versus, and then uh, a couple of average Joe's for the towel. And then um, we have our books. Our books are available. Yes. Every book that we have, we have like 10, (laughs) (laughs) amazingly enough. Movie trivia and movie guides, I think they're all like 99 cents, with the exception of a couple. Uh, I think our comprehensive guide, which runs 2013 through 2015 with movie reviews and anecdotes and stuff like that, that's $1.99. But most of the books we have are going to be for sale anywhere between 99 cents and $1.99. 
because I don't feel I don't feel like charging any more than that. I think it's stupid that if you have an electronic device, you can download content that I'm going to charge you like the big the the big booksellers do. Twenty four ninety five for a book, huh. where I mean, you can literally go out and get a physical copy of it for twenty four ninety five, or you can download it for twenty four ninety five, which makes no sense to me because it doesn't cost anything to, to move that over. Well, it costs a little, but it doesn't it doesn't take anything to move that from an electronic form because it's already an electronic form. So because yeah. most of the writers put it on a computer, anyways. Uh, so we have we have books, we have T shirts, and we'll be adding more shirts as time goes on. Um, and, and I have a, a bunch of idea designs. Some are funny, some are awesome, and the rest will be just pimpage. A couple of average Joes type. <laughs> Bowler hats. Bowler hats. <laughs> Dude, holy shit. What if we just came out with just just a bunch of different hats? Fucking sombreros with our shit on it. <laughs> Fucking Abraham Lincoln top hats. Are those called top hats? Stove top. Stove pipe hats. Yeah. Fucking dreadlocks. God, you know how hard it'd be to get dreadlocks made though. Fake dreadlocks. <laughs> Fucking dreadlock hat. Dreadlocks that are painted like it's just an overlay painting of of our emblem on there. Uh, what else? What other kind of hats? You know the the fucking Asian hoodies. We got hoodies too. The Asian river workers. Those fucking weird hats. Yeah, the, the sh- Asian river workers. Yeah, the straw. Yeah, the the Asian the Chinese hats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'd wear that hat though. I would. Ooh, no sumo diapers. Yes. Yes. Sumo diapers. Yes. I'll wear little stickers with our emblem over my nipples, and then the rest will be the fucking sumo diaper, and it'll be the colors. It'll be a black diaper with the yellow emblem on it. Okay. Yes. I know how to slap. Just fucking get in position. Yeah, we do. We sell shirts. Here we go. We have- Sumo slap. Beach towels, zip pouches, and bags, t-shirts and hoodies, including baby bodysuits. So if you have a kid that you want to, <laughs> you can put them in an old school. Yeah. Uh, any Everything from adults to kids, women's, men's. There's no school like the old school. So yeah, we have t-shirts and, hidi- and, and hideous hoodies. <laughs> zip up. Hoodious. We have zip Ooh, up that's hoodies. That's a good word. Hoodious. Hoodious. Trademark. Boom. Mine. All right. We own it. Ours. Done. Heather Red. Ooh, no. Do um. <laughs> move on. Purple. Heather Purple. Why is it Heather? Why is it Heather? Heather Navy Denim. Thanks, Heather. Come hither. Heather fucked up our fucking podcast. Come Thanks, Heather. Heather. Come That's Heather. cool. I like that one. The gray one. Yeah. Uh, I. You know what? I like... Uh, let's see. That one's not bad. Smoke. This one's, I don't care for the material. Like it's, You see how it's, you can see the like the white lines in it? It's like salt and pepper kind of thing. You know? This is just a picture. You know, the fuck their picture. So, shut up. <laughs> Old is cool. Old is cool. All right. So we were going to do a flick of the week thing. Okay. Are we done pimping? Pimping? Yeah. So Joe Biz Entertainment. Oh, that is really fucking pink, dude. Yeah. Dot threadless.com. Look at this. I love these ones. Fucker's so pink that goddamn Steven these Tyler's going to sing about it. I love these baseball tri-blend t-shirts. I've never been into that style. I'm not going to knock it or anything, but it's just never been my thing. I don't care. You know what else I don't care about? The Your show? fucking opinion. <laughs> you don't like my opinion? Yeah. All right, so can we get back into our flicks of the week, Mike? Sure, let us do that. <sighs> Why are you on that? Get the fuck off of there! Shut up! Get get shut get, up! Seriously, that that's it. That's all the views that fucking Fantastic Beasts has had, or is that old? Re- refresh, goddamn it! Re fucking fresh. Okay, so that's forty five now. <laughs> Eighty three. Okay, that's a little bit better. It's double, but that's still uh, fucking all right. 
Mike. Joe. Let's get fuck used. You ready? You get fuck used. I'm fuck used. I'm fucking ready. All right. So my flick of the Buy week stuff. is a 2014 dark comedy, black comedy, whatever you want to call it, even though it's only got white people in it. Um, Racist. Black comedy called The Voices, starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> this to me is... Um, it, this is like what Ryan Reynolds did to prep for Deadpool. Okay. Okay. Because he plays a schizophrenic in this movie. Um, and it, <laughs> this movie is a surprise because I didn't even know this existed until I came across it on Hulu going through all their movie selection. Right. And when I saw that it had Ryan Reynolds in it, I was like, okay, let me click on that. And then it, I read about it. I'm like, okay, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I did. And I was entertained by this from beginning to end. I will, <laughs> the ending I'll, I'll talk about when I get to the end, but, um, Ryan Reynolds plays a character named Jerry Hickfang, which is a weird fucking name. I, I, anyway, um, he works at a, uh, what does he fucking do? <laughs> I can't remember what, what his job was. Anyway, he's, he worked, a, he's like a janitor. Yeah, he works at a, a bathtub factory. Okay. Right. So he's just like a janitor kind of guy there, and, and they all wear these bright pink um, uniforms. Um, which is funny because it's very contrasting to the mood of the film, right? Uh, which is good because that's kind of like, you know, like how the, you know, like Tim Burton in his early stuff, how he always had the contrasting. Um, and, uh, but this is what's so good about this movie is that Ryan Reynolds, he comes home from his job and it's a very boring job, nothing special, right? And he's, he's very timid type character. Very, very, very quiet, very... Um, he's not like his De- Deadpool persona. He's not like Wade Wilson. He's um, he is more like what's the best way I could describe it? He's a fucking psycho. This is basically he's like uh, Norman Bates. He's kind of like Norman Bates. He's very quiet. Um, very yeah, very timid. He's not the confident Ryan Reynolds that we see him in and everything because everything he's usually in, he's the he's the the loudspeaker in the room. He's the one that has the quick wit and fucking you know. This is not the typical Ryan Reynolds that you're used to seeing. Right. And at first, I I, I wasn't sure if I could buy him like that because Ryan Reynolds is a very attractive man, and to see him play this character who is so, this is kind of like a American Psycho. Yeah. Very similar in certain regards, yes. Um, but to see Ryan Reynolds in this role, I, at first you, I wouldn't buy it. But then he's such a good actor because you don't get to see his range very often because he's always typecasted into specific roles. But this movie, he gets to do things differently, and it works. Once I once I got past that, my expectations of him and saw something different, that's when I got into his character. Anyway, what's funny about this movie is he goes home to his 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 apartment that's above a bowling alley. And he has a dog and a cat. The dog's name is Bosco, and the cat is Mr. Whiskers. And he, at first, they don't show you what what's going on, but you hear voices coming back at him, right? And you think, at first, he's got roommates or something, right? And they're always saying negative things to him. Or, I'm sorry, one, the, 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 the happy voice says something nice to him, like encouraging. Like, how you doing, buddy? You know, kind of thing, right? Then the other one's in a fucking Irish accent, like, just talking shit. Just like, just this fucking negative, you know, you're worthless kind of fucking attitude, right? But right. It, it also very condescending. And if, at first you think it's just he's got a shitty roommate. So anyway, um, he goes on a little bit more and you see he comes home after trying to get, set up a date with one of his coworkers and it's the fucking cat. The cat has the Irish accent, right? 
And it just keeps on. It does the Doctor Doolittle thing where you, they use the CG effects to make the cat's mouth move. Right? Okay, and it looks fine. It looks great. There's no. I have no problems with any of that. It looks great. Um, but the shit that the fucking cat keeps saying back to him, it just it's fucking hilarious because he's such an asshole. You think he would fucking kill the cat, right? Um, the dog also talks back to him. The dog Bosco. And I shit you not, when I was first watching the movie, the first half of this movie, before I decided to look in the credits to see who did the voice, I swore it was Gary Busey trying to do like a, a like a hick southern accent. Right. Like a hello there, buddy, kinda you know. <laughs> I I swear to God it was Gary fucking Busey, right? I look in the credits and no, it's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds does the voice for the fucking cat. He does the voice for the fucking dog. He does the voice for one of the funniest parts in this movie to me. Okay. Um there's this scene where he goes on he, he's supposed to have this date with uh, Gemma Gemma Arterton's um, character, right? And she's the she's the 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 girl at work that um, everyone wants to bone, and she she thinks highly of herself, and she's better than everybody else, and she's a user. Right. She uses everybody, right? Well, she he talks her into going out on a date, but then she flakes on him to go fucking do karaoke somewhere else, and so he's upset about it. And he's driving home. Well. She comes home from the bar and she goes to her work to get the car and she can't, she's locked or the car doesn't start. So luckily, you know, co- coincidentally enough, he's driving by and she calls, she, she hollers at him and then she, he starts giving her a ride. So they go out to eat and they start talking and then she gets kind of, you know, she's, she's kind of regretful about, you know, dissing him because she sees that he's a nice guy and everything. Right. So they start driving. <laughs> And they're driving down the road, and he starts talking to her about weird shit, like about the Bible and stuff like that, but not getting religious on her, just throwing trivia at her, right? Right. And then all of a sudden, fucking, he hits a deer in the road, and they, they wreck, and the deer's face is like right by hers, almost, and it look, all of a sudden, it turns and looks at him, and it goes, fucking kill me, I'm going to fucking die! <laughs> and that's in fucking Ryan Reynolds' voice as well. Right. He goes, I'm in so much fucking pain! And they make the fucking, you know, the, the, the deer move and everything, you know, it's speak and it is, oh, fuck, I, I laughed. I had to pause for a second. I was laughing so hard in my car. And and then he kills the fucking deer and she runs. She freaks out and she runs. And then right. he ends up accidentally, he, Tucker and Delzer, he trips and fucking stabs her. And then <laughs> he ends up fucking cutting her head off. And it was weird. Putting it, it in his refrigerator. Yeah. And then. Because I read ahead. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then you come to find out that um, he hears voices because his mom also had the same. Pro- had he's the same- he's a fucking psycho. Yeah, and he was. And you find out that he was in prison for a bunch of years because of something that happened with his mom. And well, he killed his mom. Yeah, but but it was at her request. Yeah. And um, it's right here. And so I know I don't I don't want to give away everything with the movie. Anyway, he has a um, a court appointed therapist that he has to go see, or psychiatrist played by Jackie Weaver, who um, you know she's a she's an older Australian actress. She's very good, very good. She was a uh, nominated for an Oscar for a movie called uh, Animal Kingdom from 2010. Excellent movie. Anyway. She's his therapist, and he tells her all of his problems, but he doesn't mention the voices. Right. Because his mom, you find out later in the movie, his mom told him, never tell anyone about the voices because they'll never understand. And she calls them angels. They're not, they're not fucking angels, <laughs> they're though. They're definitely not angels. And so um, all the while this is happening, he has there's a coworker there besides Gem, Gemma Arditon's that, um, that's also attractive there. And it's played, she's played by uh, Anna Kendrick, who we just saw her in The Accountant, remember? Right. Um, and I love her character in this movie because she's very innocent. Um, she's very, you know, she, she has a crush on Ryan Reynolds character and she, you know, he, he doesn't notice her until finally after he accidentally, you know, accidentally quote unquote kills Gemma Arterton's character. 
um, he starts talking to her and they start to go out and things start to work out, but you know where this is going to go. It, you, you just know how it's, I mean, well, I'm sorry. This made it look like it could have went the predictable route where, where she finds out about his, you know, his, you know, what he's really done. And then it goes into the route of, uh, where, let's see, where it would be, she decides to accept him and be with him no matter what. Right. right. And then it would be, oh, now there, there's two killers or something. Right. But no, it doesn't. And there's a scene with her character that is it's it goes from from dark comedy to momentarily sad because I really liked her character. And so when she finally realizes the truth about him, finds out the truth about him, it's fucking sad. I mean, that that scene got me a little bit. And because he has convinced himself of what he sees. And when he when he sees their, their the bodies of these people that he's killing, he starts to kill. He doesn't see any blood. He sees no blood at all. And so, um, from his perspective, when he's got the head, it's still perfectly um, animated. You know, it it's normal. It's normal, completely normal, no blood at all, right? And then every once in a while, it'll cut to um, like when he's not taking his med or when he starts taking his medication again, and he can start seeing straight. Um, and then it cuts into what it really looks like, and it looks like fucking John Wayne Gacy's apartment or something, or house or something, right? Yeah, because he's a, he's seeing his apartment in in a specific way as well. Yeah, you know, like it's all tidy and neat. Yeah, and so then it cuts to that, and um, he sees the the fucking you know the blood is everywhere and it's starting to rot and it's staining everything and and he's got all these body parts in containers plastic you know tupperware containers and stuff stacked to the ceiling and 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 then he opens the fridge and and jim artisan's head's in there and it doesn't look the same anymore now it just looks like a dead person's head right right and it's very um this is after he takes his medicine by the way. yeah it's after he took his medicine so it, he's it's very disturbing very disturbing to see it so all of a sudden he throws away the rest of his pills and then all of a sudden everyone goes back to normal or goes back to fantasy appearance again right right and and so Gemma Arditon's character keeps yelling at him from the fridge get me a friend <laughs> so he obliges her and you know it's quote unquote accidental but he still ends up killing people and putting them in the fridge, and he gets in. Get me a friend. Yeah. Not that Anna Kendrick wasn't a friend. Yeah. Give me a friend to talk to. I'm bored. So um, I don't want to give away everything with the movie. Um, the last sequence, um, it's like this dream sequence that's fucking really weird, but it fit, <laughs> it fits into the to the to the goofy rhythm of the movie. So I don't fully knock it. It's just fucking odd. Don't expect some happy ending because this movie does not have a happy ending. But um, it's funny. And it's well done, and it was a surprise to see the movie um, as entertaining as it was. It's a it's an underrated dark comedy that that everyone should see, especially if you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds. You get to see him um, play a different kind of character, and it, it was even good. if you're not a fan of Ryan Reynolds, yeah, exactly. So I really liked it. Um, this movie was on the uh, 2009 blacklist as well, and uh, they were going to make this a long time ago. But they couldn't get the budget for it. They couldn't get enough funding. Uh, they were going to make it with Ben Stiller and some other yeah. person. So, but then that ends up, you know. And I think you know what with Ryan Reynolds, he he sold them on getting the part when he said he could do the voices for all the characters in it, and he does, man. I look, I was, I had a feeling that he was doing the voice for for the Irish one because he um he said in an interview that he actually um that was a voice of a friend of his from a long time ago, or the voice a friend of his that he's had for a long time, right? And so he was able to do that, but. Um, when the, I, I mean it, the dog voice it still does not sound, I did not know that was Ryan fucking Reynolds, man. It, straight up Gary fucking Busey, but okay. Awesome. He's got range, man. And it, this is a good movie to see it in. So the voices. All right. Very good. I think. Zapped. Zapped. <laughs> 
All right, zap me, baby. I have been on an 80s kick. You've been on an 80s kick ever since we fucking started since, doing since this shit. I fucking, yeah. Not zapped the TV show. Hold on a second. So, I have been on, like, not just an 80s kick, like, movies that are really bad from the 80s. Yeah. I have been watching, with a with few exceptions. What was that rated? Because that poster looks like it's rated R. Oh, it's rated R. Okay. So, Zap. 1982 American quote-unquote sex comedy teen film. Uh, it was directed by Robert Ro- Rosenthal and co-written by Bruce Rubin. It stars Scott Bayo, Willie Ames, we've, we already talked about, um, Heather Thomas, and Felice uh, Schachter. Hold on a second. Felice Schachter, who played who Nancy. Who Schachter? Felice Schachter played Nancy on The Facts of Life. Schachter. So if you remember Nancy. Was Nancy the... Um... The one who ran the place? No, Nancy was not the one who ran the place. Okay. Nancy, Nancy was, uh, she she was, she came in, yeah. She was one of the original four. There was Julianne Haddock, who played Cindy, Julie uh, Pekarski, who played Sue Ann, Felice Schachter, who played Nancy, and Molly Ringwald, who played Molly. Okay. Um, They were written out of the show. And uh, then you have... Uh, I'm not talking about the fuck effects of life. It doesn't matter. Hey, hey, man. You you take the good, you take take the bad. bad. And there you have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did I just see she was in downtown? Okay. She didn't. Anyways, uh, she's worked on, you know, Jag, Uncle Sam, Twilight of the Golds, High Tide, uh, Law and Order, Special Victims, and mostly does a lot of uh, behind the scenes work. Born free. As free as the mountains. Really? (laughs) Shut up. So, what's going on is uh, Scott Bale plays a guy named Barney. He's a high school science nerd uh, who obtains telekinetic powers after a lab accident. And this is what's going on is Scott Bale and Willie Ames are friends in the movie. Okay, uh, Willie Ames plays this guy named Peyton, who's a wealthy quote unquote playboy. He's he's rich, but he's going to a public school. Yeah, and I think the best character in the movie is played by. Ooh, they got Scatman in there. Scatman Carruthers. Scatman Carruthers plays the base the baseball coach. Yeah. And You like ice cream duck? Yeah. And he's also he's also a big proponent of this Barney kid because he knows he's smart and he wants him to excel because baseball is not his sport. So not that he takes him under his wing or anything else like that. He's just a side character. And Barney <laughs> This is kind of like a reverse better off dead. Okay. Okay. With better with, off head, yeah. With with rever- with with the exception of you know Scott Bayo's character gets these telekinetic powers. Yeah. Okay. So as he's as every time he comes home, his parents are always concerned that he's on drugs or whatever because he's always sleeping. And then he gets up and he goes to school. And his parents are who are the fucking who are his fucking parents? Oh, uh, Roger Bowen and Maria Small or Maria Mariah Muse Muse Small. Okay. Mary Small Rusk. Muse, Mary Small. Muse Small. Yeah, she's Muse. fucking. Yeah, she was in a. She was in Puppet Master. Awesome. One flew over. She was in the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and American Pop and and a couple of other movies. But <clears throat> she looks like the mom from Better Off Dead. Is kind of what she looks like. Okay. But she's like she she's almost like this religious zealot type of thing. And as soon as Scott Bale gets his powers, you know, she starts bugging him about, you know, you need to start going to church and, you know, we think you're on drugs and we need to do the drug talk with you. And this forced bullshit that really wasn't needed in the movie because the movie could have been even better had they just taken out a couple of things 
like this, the drug talk or the Willie Ames being a playboy type of thing. So it wasn't done good. That, no, that, no. The, the, the drug talk. No. Because no, I, I mean, effective. I could see that it could have been done a, a good way. Yeah. But there are there's scenes like after he gets his powers and because they're in high school, which is even weirder because it's a titty movie, too. So yeah. they're trying to pick up on Porky's. It's like yeah, Porky's it's meets a, Better Off Dead. It's the teen sex comedies of the early 80s. Yeah. Right. And as as Barney is getting ready to go to his prom, his mother barges in on him as he's getting his he's getting his jacket on. Yeah. His mother barges in on him, and he, she's got two priests with him that are trying to exercise him. <laughs> you know, so yeah. he uses his telekinetic powers and takes. He has a he has like a a, a puppet, a mu- you know a. a a dummy? Yeah. Uh, ventriloquist? Yeah, a ventriloquist dummy. Okay. I just can't remember the, you know, it, it's a very, it's a popular one that they always used in movies. Like and, a Howdy Doody? Yeah, thank you. I was okay. just going to say, it's like a Howdy Doody type. All right. And he chases them out of the room with this Howdy Doody puppet, right? Yeah. And as they're cowering behind the couch, you know, doing their Dominus Omus thing and, and you know, release the demons and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That whole scene was really funny. Yeah. Because the dad's sleeping on the couch while all this fucking nonsense is going on. Then he wakes up and goes, he goes, you know, hey, fathers, how are you doing? Now get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes back to sleep. And then Scott Bale goes to the prom, which turns into a Carrie-esque type prom. You know, yeah, where, it, was like a, it was on purpose parodies. Kind of, it felt like it was a parody, mm. but not really. I mean, they they wanted to do a Carrie esque type thing where he uses his telekinetic powers, but instead of using his telekinetic powers to kill people, it uses his telekinetic powers to cause people's clothes to rip off. Yeah, not just chicks, everybody's. Well, that's kind of it, and it was weird. That's kind of uh, goddamn. What's the word? Odd. Um. I was trying to think of a big word for both of them. Bisexual? Well, not, Gay? You know, a bigger word for that. Pansexual? Like omni or something. Pansexual? Eh, I don't remember. It wasn't that, though. Well, anyways, Scott Bayo and Willie Ames, as they're, they're friends, and in Scott Bayo's lab, now he's growing these special flowers, not marijuana. He's growing these special flowers for the principal of the school so he can so he can enter them into a fair, but as well as growing marijuana behind these flowers to test out his growth serum that he has, right? And he's testing out these growth serums on mice and a couple of other things. Well, what happens is the Scatman Carruthers comes in and as he's talking with Scott Bale's character, knocks some stuff into this growth serum soup, you know, in one of the beakers and... Bayo feeds this growth serum or, yeah, this growth serum to um, the mice to to test out the effects of marijuana on these mice, right? Yeah. Well, what happens is is that the mice gain these powers, these telekinetic powers, and he ends up knocking this beaker off of, off of the platform. He gets these telekinetic powers, and Willie Ames' character figures it out. And then the girl that he's interested in, I'm sorry, the girl that Scott Bayo is interested in, uh, Felice... Uh, Schachter, or her her name is Bernadette, is like it's like the good the good angel and the bad angel, you yeah. know. But Scott Bayo is swayed more by the good angel than the Willie Ames character because you know he's like we should go to fucking Vegas and we should we should run the tables and get rich off this shit. He's like no 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 like like he's some fucking eighteen year old prude about to graduate from high school and has these powers, but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to test them out, doesn't want to use them. I mean, it, none of it's, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. If you're 18 years old, you have these fu- fucking powers, you'd be all over the place. Yeah. I would. Like, fuck this. It's kind of like uh, Bruce Almighty. 
like that movie. He, he has all this, all the shit he could do, and he ends up just staying on his own block. Yeah, and then just has his girlfriend, you know, Jennifer Aniston, do the hot, sexy thing for a moment, and you know, and, and then that's it. It was, just, and then. Well, I'm not going to go into a review on that, but yeah, it had all this opportunity to do so much more, and it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't do anywhere near as much as it could have or should have. Dude, I'll tell you, Heather Thomas was fucking hot in this, and she showed her titties a lot. <laughs> and she showed her titties a lot. Yeah, you know, um, he takes his, you know, Bayo's character likes to take his revenge upon the bullies. They cheat at baseball. Yeah, things like that. But all of this stuff is 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 minor comparatively. There's a scene where these guys are. He, as he's walking home after winning the baseball game, yeah. these other kids are fucking bullying him and and mooning him, full on just ass shots, right? These two these two kids, and he, he uses his telekinetic power to, and it was badly done, <laughs> lift them and put them into a tree uh-huh. as these people are in a, oh, eating at a picnic. Right, I can already see the visual effects in my head. Right, so they're just hanging from the tree with their asses out. And the other girls have their, you know, he pops their their tops and and their titties are showing, right? Yeah. And they're all they're all, oh, yeah, weirded out by the whole thing. Oh my god, my titties are out! I don't know how that happened. Yeah. You know, and it, there's it's just like little moments like that that are okay overall, but the movie I thought the movie was going to be because I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I thought the movie was going to be a little bit more different than that. But like I said, Heather Thomas was not fucking, you know. 20 years old in that goddamn... She looks attractive there. Yeah. She was in The Fall Guy for all of you. <laughs> but yeah, she was she was fucking awesome in that movie. <laughs> Just stunning looking. She's always been stunning looking. Um, She gave up acting in 1998. Okay. Huh, that's a bummer. Well, good for her. But then she became in, became in... She starred in... Not starred, but she was in Girl Trash all night long. Okay. So maybe Swamp she did. Series. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. She was also in the new Mike Hammer. What? <laughs> you must like her a lot to go over her shitty biography. Uh I've always been partial to Heather Thomas. There's you know, you have Heather Thomas and you have Heather Locklear. Yeah. And I've always been more a Heather Thomas. Yeah, Sambora ruined that shit. Well, okay. <laughs> Just agree with me for once, goddammit. I because I like the Fall Guy better than I love T.J. Hooker, but she was in both fucking episodes, both TV series. Well, she's only in one episode of T.J. Hooker, so yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, how was B.J. and the Bear? Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I love that show. How many se- seasons was it on? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Why? I just saw that she was in there. She was in an episode or something. And I, I've heard, you know, people make jokes about it or something. Uh, it was, oh, uh, so the bear's a fucking monkey. Yeah, three episodes. Three three seasons. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many episodes. Now, did that inspire Any Which Way You Can? I don't think so. I think Any Which Way. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, Any Which Way came out before it. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's see. The series was produced when CB radio trucking craze had peaked. Following 1974-76 television series Moving On, the number one song Convoy by C.W. McCall, as well as the films White Line Fever, Smokey and the Bandit, Convoy in Every Which Way But Loose. Hmm. Greg Evigan, who was also in uh, My Two Dads and A Hole on a Wall. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know how many episodes. Three seasons, 48 episodes. Yeah, that's not that's not a lot of episodes for a season. No. I mean, because technically they were doing like twenty-five episodes a season back then, so not really for a lot of things they were, and it it depended on what they were doing. So it should be in the seventies. It depended on what they were doing. Anyways, BJ and the Bear. 
So you like that show? All right, good. I did, but I was also wait, wait, wait. Let's go back down. It's fucking seven years old. What? What is, is something about Kurt Russell um, in Death oh. Proof? I want to read. Is there something about it? I want to. Who gives a shit, dude? It's not that, I'm trying to do a fucking review, and you want to do this? Okay, he just makes reference. Okay, that's okay. wonderful. All right, you may proceed. Oh, I'm not. I'm done now. I don't care anymore. <laughs> You're you're unzapped. Yeah, I'm done. Done. It's a two. I untapped your zap. Yeah, you un, you unzapped me. God damn it! Wait, wait, wait. I got, I'll bring it back. Heather Thomas. No, I'm done. Wait, wait. Charles in charge. Heather Thomas. No, nothing. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your fucking Heather. After hours. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Anyways, it's not. I I enjoyed it because it's just a it's a fucking cheesy shitty movie. Um, but I, I, I got bored with it cause it just doesn't, it didn't keep my attention. It not, it's not like the burbs. Yeah. Like if I turn on the burbs, I'm fucking glued to the goddamn TV yep. or other eighties nostalgia. Yeah. The burbs, man. I like, I mean, like it has to be nostalgic, like yeah. motel hell or prom night or smoking yeah. the band. The, the burbs is not a, it, it, hell, even Popeye. Burbs is not a perfect movie. There's things that I wish they would have done more with in it, but all in all, it is a fun movie, and it's underrated. Oh, absolutely. No one ever fucking talks about it ever, and it pisses me off, because it's a good movie. That'll be my next. I was going to do 9 to 5. You already did 9 to 5. Did I? Well, you, yeah, you you um, you um you talked about it a couple weeks ago, because you love Dabney Coleman. Yeah, I But you, did, you didn't write a review for it, though. Right. I didn't think I talked about it. Okay. Well, you know what? No, I didn't. I only mentioned it briefly. Then maybe we just talked about it for a moment. It, it might not have been a flick of the week. I can't. I can't it remember. wasn't a flick of the week. I haven't done nine to five. Yeah, because I, I would remember if you had gone into detail about what happens in it, and we didn't. <coughs> right. So yeah, yeah. It was just it was a mentionable or something. I have those two on tap for the next flicks of the week. All right. So let's get into some news before we end this one. God damn it. All right. So Z Nation. Ugh. has been approved for a season four. Dude, I am sick to death of zombie shit. <laughs> we have Left for Dead, the, you know, we have these video games like yeah. Left for Dead and a bunch of other stuff. Uh-huh. And then we have the big one, yeah. The Walking Dead. And then we have the the fucking tread, the retread, which is Z Nation. And what about I, I Zombie? Well, I is a little bit different. Yeah, I know. I, I leave that one out because that one actually has a good take on it, a different take. Yeah. Um. I, I don't get this. I don't understand how sci-fi can get away with doing basically a fucking full-on copy of The Walking Dead. Um, as someone who has seen the first two seasons of Z Nation, uh, I haven't seen the third season yet. Um, I got my I forgot about it, and it was too late to start recording it on my queue because I hour-long episodes when they're on on demand on on Xfinity. They make you watch the fucking commercials. You can't fast forward through them, and that pisses me off. And I, I'm just I don't have the time for that shit. So I I ha- I've stayed away from it. So I'll wait for season three to come on Netflix, and then I'll watch it. Um, I have already done a a, a a a long time ago. I did a flick of the week or pick of the week for Z Nation, and my gist of it is this: it is a nice filler for Walking Dead fans. Um, it's more entertaining than Fear the Walking Dead. I'll tell you that. Uh, is it a great show? No, it's not a great show. But there's something about it that's entertaining. Uh, it's funny. It's it's way more humorous than The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is always fucking serious, um, and gloomy. Z Nation is like video game gloomy, like where it's 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 still fun. You know, they 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 don't take it too seriously, but they do at the same time. You know, and there's a lot of joking and and goofy shit that happens with the zombies and with the humans and and the show works more than it doesn't work. Is like I said, it's not great, but it's a good filler, especially if you're a zombie fan or a Walking Dead fan. 
that's based off the first two seasons. I don't know about the third season, so I hope so. I mean, like I said, it's something fun to watch when Walking Dead's not on. That's it. That's all I got was Z Nation. I see. I just but, sorry. I can't buy into it's. It's fun because it's a filler for The Walking Dead or whatever else. I do agree though that the zombie thing. I mean, you can only do so much with that shit, dude. You got to start even with Walking Dead. I want Walking Dead to end. It needs to end, and it needs to end soon because it just seems like they're just doing the same thing over and over again, just in a new location with new bad guys doing it. It it needs. Yeah, basically, what they did was they took the idea of. Um, what's his name? The dude that doesn't fight. He's a big pussy on The Walking Dead. Oh, Eugene. Yeah. They they took Eugene's character uh-huh. and and renamed him Murphy. <laughs> he's known to have survived the infection. He's the world's last hope at creating a vaccine, which is exactly one of the storylines of what, season five, I think. Yeah, season four or five with Eugene, yeah. You know, but they have to go from New York to California. Yeah. Instead of from Virginia to Washington, D.C., or wherever the fuck they're trying to yeah, get. Yeah, Georgia, or yeah, yeah, wherever, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Georgia to Virginia. Yeah. Uh, or, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, to D.C. So, but his dark secret remains hidden, which means that he doesn't really have a have a cure for the virus. Oh, uh, um, no, there's a cure in his blood. It's it definitely there. Uh, pro- his secret is that um, he's slowly becoming more zombie-like, and he also has a telekinetic uh, control over them and a, a telepathic control over them. Like, he can stop them at any time from attacking them when they're nearby. Well, to an amount. If there's, like, a whole herd, you know, coming so at them. they made it to Cal- Colorado, but they couldn't fucking drive the 12 hours to get to California? It was something. I, they they do make it to California at the end of the second season, and it was, it was, a, it was a decent cliffhanger. Uh, but... And the Murphy, the guy who plays the Murphy character, he's a good character, and he's funny. He's an asshole. He's a funny asshole, and it works with the show. I can't look. I can't. You're not a zombie guy, so I can't pimp the show to you, I, dude. It, it's old shit. Look, I I love the Robert the Ro- Robert the Romero, Romero stuff. Yeah. Okay. Although I, you're right, I'm not a fan, but I appreciate what Romero has brought. You know, to the genre yeah but even he, though he wasn't the first yeah but it, it, but he's the first one that had really like eating flesh kind of zombies no there was a movie called zombies that Z- came out like in the because the ones i saw place. about like when i looked that shit up it was more like um the voodoo type zombies and shit like that um but anyway romero though was smart with his shit he didn't make a new zombie movie every fucking year he made like one every decade well yeah but you know because he the, knew that you can't overdo this shit the, my, my point being is Look, The Walking Dead has done it right because, for the most part, yeah, they've taken they've taken it to the next step. Okay, with this post apocalyptic thing, and now what are the survivors going to do? That's cool, but everybody else that does it is just following. They're not doing anything new other than the the eye zombie thing. Yeah, they're not doing anything new. You know, we have we have a whole slew of other fucking monsters out there that we could be doing things with. Yeah, and nobody has touched them. You know, for whatever reason, maybe because Universal Studios, you know, won't, you know, it has a fucking grip, an iron iron grip on, <laughs> you know, vampires and whatnot. But I don't think they can. I don't, I don't think you can own vampires, werewolves, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, is Bram Stoker's Dracula, is that public domain? I don't think that is, but vampires are. Okay. You know, and then like the creature from the Black Lagoon type thing. Yeah. You know, monsters from the sea. Yeah, could be. I just, I, I... I think that people, when they see something hot, and yeah, we're all we're all guilty of this. You see something hot, you jump on board with it, you know, 
and it just, I don't know. No, no, I, I, I'm there with you. I, I think, look, some genres, you have to let them die. Let them literally die and leave them alone. That, that's what keeps them special is by not overdoing, not oversaturating the market with it. Yeah. It, this has been fucking 10 years of bullshit yeah. zombie stuff. And look, if you come up with a great idea that has never been thought of before, then fine, go with it. But otherwise... I actually have a pretty good idea for zombies. I'm not going to say it, but... Okay, well, I think we already talked about it off mic before, anyway. Um, but yeah, otherwise, stop trying to do this. Walking Dead should be, in my opinion, should be the last zombie show that they do. And let it, and then that needs to end soon as well. Okay, I say no more than an eighth season. Get the, once you do the eighth season, please, Walking Dead. I don't care how good your ratings are, fucking end this. Well, it depends on what they're gonna do. Anyways, I mean, because they're getting really close to the comic. <laughs> they they really are. Well, there's where the there is at. there is a there is a game plan. There is an end in yeah, sight. So. I, I I I bet there is. I mean, and you can tell with the show that each season the zombies are getting more and more rotten. And eventually they're going to get to a point where they can't operate anymore at all. Right. Unless, so, some, unless new people get bit. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm talking about like the hordes, the hordes of zombies, the herds, um, the majority of them are all going to rot to when they, to the point where they can't move around anymore and be a threat. So, um, and that's great, but there's still other humans that are a yeah. threat. But I just, it just to me, it does start, it, I love, look, I love the characters, I love the show and I, and I try to back it up as much as I can, but you get to a point where you're like. I'm starting to agree with some of the criticisms of the show. You got to move on and just no one ended. Just like with Breaking Bad. Just, just like with this conversation. Just like with this conversation. God damn it. Done to death. All right. So um, another thing. Uh, you wanted to talk about the Kevin Smith thing. Yes. Yes, I do. With Buckaroo Banzai. So, yeah. Uh, apparently, Kevin Smith was uh, helping MGM in developing a t- television series based on Buckaroo Banzai. And was it the Eighth Dimension? Yes. Was it called? All right. Kevin. Kevin Smith is a huge fan of Peter Weller. And you are a huge fan of Buckaroo Banzai, the I movie. Love Buckaroo Banzai. And I finally saw it for the first time like a couple years ago, and I liked it. It, was, it wasn't it was bad. I was like, when I saw that, that movie- That should be a f- pick of the week. When I saw that movie, I was like, how the fuck did I never see this? But yeah, it was one of those 80s movies that I never saw. And so um, Kevin Smith uh, had to back out because MGM is going into a uh, lawsuit with the, uh, was it the director and the writer of the movie from the 80s? Yeah, I'm, I'm having a problem with the way that that's worded. Um, I got my information off of Dark Horizons. Okay, coming soon. And, and I, you know, Dark Horizons is, I love Dark Horizons, so I don't, yeah, so they had a- There's Jeff Goldblum, Clancy Brown. I can't remember who that, I can't tell who that is behind him, but there's Peter Weller. Let's, uh, I don't care. Buckaroo. All right. I, I won't. You can read uh, the Facebook thing. I don't care. Um, exclusively about his ideas for the show. Um, with Buckaroo Banzai, we get to tell the whole movie in 10 episodes, so you get to expand s- some things. We're going to take a lot of stuff from Earl Mac Roush's brilliant novelization book of Buckaroo Banzai that include Hanoi Zan and his arch nemesis. Uh, we want the, who they want Peter Weller to play. Uh, we'll layer that in, but also moments in, like in Buckaroo Banzai, they're all standing around talking about when the aliens came during the night of the War of the Worlds broadcast. Uh, the original film was released in 84. And it was a box office bomb. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies in the world, largely responsible for the weird shit that I make because that movie was supposed to be the one thing, but it did it in another way. Uh, it was just very off-center. I think Kevin Smith has other things to deal with, and he's not going to fuck around with this shit while he's got other things to do. So I think the gist of it is, look, I'd love to do this for you guys, but when you get your shit together, that's when I'll come back. Maybe. Oh, my God. 
hey, we're afraid of Kevin Smith actually saying words, so we have to have a disclaimer. As with anything Smith does, there's quite a bit of potentially objectionable language. Really? Shut the fuck up. Um, I never knew it was announced in May that Kevin Smith was developing a television... We fucking do this for a living and never saw anything about I this. Don't, I remember mentioning something. I just don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was Kevin Smith related with it or what. I, I, I think it might have been something passing. A remake and a sequel to the cult classic movies. Uh, those plans appear to have been thrown out. Smith announced his departure from Buckaroo Banzai, which was planned as a collaboration between MGM and Amazon Studios, and a long, occasionally rambling video posted on Facebook. Uh, whatever. According to Deadline, MGM has filed a copyright lawsuit against the original movie's director, W.D. Richter, as well as the film's creator and screenwriter, Earl Mac Rausch, in order to establish the legal right to make the Buckaroo Banzai television series. Previously, Smith had indicated that he was hoping to include Richter and Rausch in the series in some capacity. This, that's exactly what I was trying to look for, which means that when MGM, when, when they went into this, the idea was to get Richter and Rausch involved yeah, so that there wouldn't be a fucking lawsuit. And Kevin Smith, so MGM said, according to what Kevin Smith is telling us, is that it's not going to be a problem. We'll get those guys involved. Yeah. This is not what I signed up for, says Smith in the video, which was apparently recorded while the filmmaker was visiting family in Florida. Uh, I was caught off guard. I literally had no idea. It blows, man, because that's the closest I've come to having my own show. Um, oh, he said blows. That's why they had to have a disclaimer. He said the word blows. The lawsuit comes from MGM Legal. It doesn't come from any of the people I met at MGM. I'm no longer involved. Blah, blah, blah. Kevin Smith is adapting 80s cult. Uh, yeah, 80s cult. Uh, the lawsuit against Richter and Rausch was filed November 23rd, and until it's settled, the project is in limbo. The original film cast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you want to read that part, you can. Let's say one day. <laughs> Let's say one day that the people that own Miramax now, hey, what the fuck? It this is Dude, horribly, just read the fucking it's horribly fucking worded. Let's say one day that the people that own the film studio Miramax now said, "Hey, we want to make Clerks." Explained Smith in the video, and I'm like, "Well, I don't want you to make Clerks, not while I'm alive." And then they sue me to make sure that they can make Clerks without me being involved. Well, what goes around comes around in life. I'm not saying anybody is wrong in this situation, but what I am saying is respectfully to all parties involved, I'm out. Okay. Do you understand what exactly I, just I happened? I fucking totally get it. Which is what I just said, right? Yeah. Which is, hey, those guys don't want to be involved, so they're suing to take away the rights. Mm-hmm. So. so that's like someone coming at fucking, I don't know, Zemeckis or saying, you know, saying, hey, we want to make Back to the Future. Right. But And he's like, no. No, I own the rights, so yeah, you can't. So no. Yeah. Well, we're going to sue you and get your rights. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I own it. It's mine. Right. Who the fuck are you? So <laughs> I, I, we'll see what happens. So, you know, it's smart how he, he's not making enemies. He's just saying, I'm backing the fuck off. Yeah, it's this is no longer my issue. So good for him. Right. Good for him. All right. So, uh, lastly, I, I just saw a trailer real quick for. Uh, they're they're making. They actually made a sequel to the 2011's The Goon. Smurfs. <laughs> no, fuck that movie. Uh, the, this one's called The Goon: Last of the Enforcers. Okay. And uh, it looks like everyone from the first movie is back in this one. Uh, it's directed by Jay Burrichell. Okay. And it looks funny. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, it looks funny. It and and Liev Schreiber has at least one scene in the movie. Um, and he was my favorite character from the first from the original. Uh, and look, if, as long as it's got all the fucking funny, violent humor of the first movie, I'm I'm down to see it. 
Okay. So, a goon. The goon. Last of the enforcers. All right, so we've gone a little long on this one, so we're going to end it. For Flicks of the Week, I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right, the voices zapped. We're out. Fuck Rubanza. <laughs> Good show! Jolly good show! Jolly good show indeed! Hakuna Matata, bitches! Please share the podcast. The more people that listen, the better off we are. Thanks again. For more great podcasts and my movie reviews, don't forget to visit www.acoupleofaveragejoes.com. This is the end. It's the end. Finito! The end, I tell you! We're all going to nibble the dust! Or go fuck yourself.